The week begins with events moving at an absolutely dizzying pace. This time last week, there were still hopes that Presidents Biden and Putin might meet for a superpower summit to defuse tensions over Ukraine. A mere seven days later, the Russian president's invasion of his neighbour has sparked so much global outrage that the world is changing by the minute. Developments once unthinkable have been ushered in by the images of death and destruction in Ukraine, by the Russian president's murder murderous military onslaught. In the last few hours, the EU has banned all transactions with Russia's central bank. It's banned all jets, commercial, private and charter from the skies over Europe. It's banned propaganda outlets, RT and Sputnik, from broadcasting throughout the bloc. And for the first time in its history, the EU will finance the purchase and delivery of weapons to a nation while it comes under attack. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz stunned his country, abandoning Berlin's post-war position that it will not supply weapons into combat zones. He also announced Germany will spend more than 2% of its GDP on defence every year going forward from now. Vladimir Putin achieving at a single stroke something former US President Donald Trump was unable to secure from Germany during four years in the White House. Japan's announcements this weekend were also remarkable. It's joining the Western sanctions to block Russian banks from using the SWIFT interbank payment system. It's sanctioning Vladimir Putin personally and sending $100 million in emergency humanitarian assistance to Ukraine. And former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe said his country, twice attacked by US nuclear bombs, should even consider hosting them. He called for an open discussion on the issue, a wake-up call for those still wondering how much the world has changed. The White House again allowed the Europeans to take the lead on Ukraine this weekend. President Biden, perhaps mindful of geography, their proximity to the crisis, but also with an eye on opinion polls here, showing most Americans do not believe the US should be playing a major role. But the US ambassador to the Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe urged today that full documentation is made of all Russian military actions in Ukraine ahead of possible war crimes charges that could eventually be leveled against Vladimir Putin and members of his inner circle. And the US ambassador to the United Nations asked about that, said all options are on the table. The White House will have taken note today of the evident discomfort etched on the faces of Russia's Defence Minister Sergei Shoigu and General Valery Gerasimov, Chief of the General Staff, when President Putin, at the end of that very long Kremlin table, told them to put the country's nuclear deterrence forces on alert. The US will be hoping that cracks are appearing within the Kremlin elite and among the Russian president's wealthiest supporters, men with everything to lose, who might at some point choose to break with Vladimir Putin and force him from power. But for as long as he remains at Russia's helm, the world is witnessing its most dangerous moment since the Cuban Missile Crisis, those 10 days in October 1962 that brought the US and Russia far too close to nuclear war. I'm Simon Marks in Washington.